How is everybody doing today? Let me pop over here so I can see the comments. Um, welcome back to another episode of Boys in the Zone. I'm your host, EJ Savage, and this is a program that is brought to you by The Grid Network. So shout out to my guys from The Grid Network. Um, first thing on the docket today is just talking about the Dan Quinn news. He is officially the uh, head coach for the Washington Commanders. He also pulls along Joe Witt Jr., which was the secondary coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, don't be surprised if Al Harris joins those two as well. Um, but yeah, so just just thoughts on those guys um, leaving. Obviously, Dan Quinn wasn't the first choice for the Commanders. Um, however, you know, if if you know he wanted to leave, if he saw the writing on the wall, it is what it is at this point. Um, so I was personally more inclined to let go of Dan Quinn, but the Cowboys didn't seem like they wanted to do that. They seemed like they wanted to see what happened if he got a head coaching job before they uh, went ahead and fired him. So um, just one of those things. We, it, it, we're we going to have to see him twice a year now. So um, obviously the Joe Witt news um, is a little bit more um, damning, if you will, I guess. Um, just because he was a guy that uh, the Cowboys front office was uh, interested in interviewing. And um, now they don't even get to interview him. He goes uh, before uh, he even gets to that process. So he made the decision Sunday night, um, and he was scheduled for the Monday interview. Uh, got a shout-out to my chat. Uh, Vince is in here, says, what up, EJ? Uh, my guy, Barry Grant Jr. of the All Even Podcast. If you're a sports fan overall, go check out Barry um, from All Even Podcast. Really good dude, really good knowledgeable dude on all sports subjects. So, um, And also, he, he covers some Cowboys stuff. He is a Cowboys fan as well. Um, but yeah, back to Joe Witt. Um, he was one of those guys that had worked with McCarthy in the past. He was kind of that, if there was anybody that would be a McCarthy guy for the DC, uh, um, you know, position, it was probably a Joe Witt. Uh, with that being said though, he's, he's off and he's going to be the official DC for the commanders. Um, so now it's, it's between Al Harris. It's between Mike Zimmer, um, Wink Martindale's in that discussion, then Ron Rivera, um, with Rivera, um, obviously it would be interesting to have your DC and the commander's former head coach kind of switch roles. Uh, a lot of people aren't really talking about that. Um, just dating back to the last defensive coordinator position that, uh, Ron Rivera even had, um, was all the way back in like 2010 or something like that with the San Diego chargers. Um, yeah, they hadn't even moved to LA yet. So, um, he hasn't really been in that position for a long time. Now, uh, with Mike Zimmer, he has stayed up. I think he was. I think he's been out of official NFL football for two years. Um, last with the the Minnesota Vikings as their head coach. Um, now he is. Uh, I believe. I believe. Don't quote me on this, but he's with the um, uh, the the Colorado Buffaloes college. Uh, team or program um, to some capacity with uh, Dion, but either way, he's coming in for the interview. He came today, I believe. Um, they hosted a lot of interviews. No news on any of the new, um, you know, DC talks. Um, however, if there was a guy that I preferred, it would probably would be Mike Zimmer. Uh, just, just uh, I think he's a better DC or a DC in general. I think that he's one of those guys that is aggressive, not afraid to get on his players. Um, and overall, just from his stint of being a DC in the past, he was very, very good. Um, never had a bottom, uh, third defense, um, as far as my memory serves. And, uh, I, if there's anywhere I was leaning, it, it would be him. Um, Al Harris is a popular name, um, amongst Cowboy fans and, um, you know, for good reason, he's coached up, um, Deron Bland, uh, Diggs, Gilmore obviously was already an all pro before he coached him, but, um, continuing that Donovan Wilson, um, other guys that have just played, um, extremely well for our secondary. Um, so Al Harris is a popular name. However, he's one of those guys I feel more inclined to say, and I think that he's on record as saying that he's more technique over, over, uh, actual scheme. And, um, what that means is basically he's just teaching the nuances of playing DB at the NFL level more so than really scheming an actual defense up. He's never been a defensive coordinator in the past. And so that's a big ask for him to jump just from the DB's coach all the way to defensive coordinator. 
That's why I don't see that one happening. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And then another guy that we're all really familiar with, uh, former Giants defensive coordinator, um, Wink Martindale, uh, also formerly with the Ravens. Um, he's a guy that's blitz heavy, um, which I would I would like because uh, you look at the opponents um, in your in your division, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, he gave that offense fits. Um, Sam Howell or, you know, whoever, obviously the, the commanders are probably looking at going um, and getting a quarterback with that second overall pick. Caleb Williams is completely in play for them. They recently just hired his uh, quarterback coach from USC and Cliff Kingsbury. Um, so it, it's one of those things, man. Uh, we'll have to see, but, it, you know, the young quarterbacks. Um, Jalen Hurts didn't deal with the pressure well whenever he went up against the Giants. Then you've got uh, whoever it is, Sam Howell or Caleb Williams. And then you've got Daniel Jones or DeVito or, you know, whoever it is uh, there for the Giants. I think that they need to figure out something there as well. Um, so just strictly in your division, I actually do really like Wink Martindale as a possibility for the defensive coordinator position. Uh, Got to shout out my guy, Cowboys Can fan. Um, podcast also in here saying what up solo mission tonight yes it is um just decided i haven't done a solo uh show in a long time so we're gonna talk some draft we're gonna talk about the defensive coordinator stuff which i've already been um you know talking about a little bit and um and then i i also wanted to bring up a, a really fun new metric from pff as well so should be a fun show um but anyways back to the thoughts about the defensive coordinator thing it's um you know, it's a bunch of older guys that have been around the league. Um, I don't think that the Cowboys want to go a route of hiring one of those younger guys. But, you know, it's wait and see, really. If none of these guys impress in the interview process, they very well could go in the college ranks. They very well could go and get somebody that um, Mike McCarthy has been familiar with in the past, but not really at a defensive coordinator, um, you know, kind of position. So, um, wait and see, obviously, um, on that. But if, if I had my preference, it'd be Mike Zimmer. Um, moving on with my other thoughts uh, in today's show, I think that Bill Bill Belichick is obvious. I, he's not in question for a DC role. I don't think he wants a DC role. But I think he is sitting out the year for um, for good reason. I think that he wants to wait and see with what happens with Mike McCarthy. Now, you guys can call me crazy. Obviously, it's it's you know two big uh, egos in the room. If if Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones were uh, to somehow team up and and go for this thing in twenty twenty five, however, um, I, I, he's sitting out. That's pretty evident. And I think that one of the reasons why he is is because the Cowboys didn't make a huge. Um, uh, you know, they didn't extend McCarthy per se. So one of those things to keep an eye out on. Um, obviously, Mike Rabel is another name that a lot of Cowboys fans have kind of been hampering uh, to, to hear him in the discussion. I don't think that he's probably going to get the DC role either. Um, however, I think it's a little bit more realistic than Bill Belichick. So um, interesting there. Um, uh, another question I was thinking is like, is Mike McCarthy even in control of his own DC? Um, it, it seems kind of like Jerry Jones is, um, and, and Steven Jones obviously are kind of steering this, this train, this, this boat, um, and trying to figure out the DC and Mike has little to no say in it, which I absolutely hate for Mike. Um, now, you know, take that with a grain of salt because whenever he brought his guy in Mike Nolan, he was absolutely horrible. So, um, we'll have to see, you know, um, I think that Mike uh, McCarthy is is going to get a say in the final, like he's going to get a, a word in the room. I just don't know that the final decision is really his, um, which is sad because that's kind of what we've been talking about as Cowboy fans. Jerry Jones is like the overlord of this whole thing, and, and he won't get out of his own way to allow the team to grow. So I, I, it's one of those, it's one of those things. I keep on saying that. Um, it's, it's just became the norm here in Cowboys land. So, um, I did want to bring up this, um, new PFF, um, stuff, which is interesting. Let me get back over here real quick. Um, and actually let me drop this thing out. Um, um, 
Oh, I guess it doesn't even really get much bigger. Okay, well, anyways, um, so this is a new metric from PFF and uh, EJ Snyder um, that they came up with that basically um, shows how much support around a quarterback um, there is. Now, this first graphic is factoring in uh, your defensive support, your offensive support, um, special teams, I believe, is also in there, all sorts of good stuff. Um, but Dak Prescott is actually number two on this list. Now, the negative EPA on the defense right here that you see um, in the second um, column is, um, is, is a good thing. So the more negative you have for your defense um, is actually good. Um, so with here, Lamar Jackson, number one, Obviously, he had that stout, stout defense in uh, Baltimore. They're negative 13 or negative 0.13 DVOA um, or defensive EPA. Sorry, excuse me. Um, and why that's significant is his composite score is offense, um, how that ranks. So he's 100% right there. Um, so he has the most help out of all the quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, number two, if you factor in his defense, Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy, Tua, Josh Allen, Jared Goff, Jalen Hurts, Desmond Ritter, which is kind of the outlier, and then uh, Joe Flacco. Um, now, what is significant about this? Why did I want to bring this up? And I'll bring up this other one as well. Um, what's significant about this? It 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 shows that all of the really good quarterbacks that we perceive as good um, are typically in the playoffs because they have good surrounding cast. They have good front offices that put good players um, with their quarterbacks. So in this graphic, you can kind of see quarterback EPA per play, how much help they get from their offense overall. This is only offense. Um, you see the efficiency is up in this top uh, quadrant. Non-efficient QBs down at the bottom right. Uh, not effective QB and not a lot of offensive help in the bottom left and so forth and so on. Um, so what this shows is Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, all the same guys grouped in. Now, what is interesting, and I'll bring up this last graphic, is this one. Now, this one shows um, QBDD, so um, the EPA per play, and this is how he explained it. The comment tail plot shows quarterback support marked by the QB picture and their EPA per play, the sharp point, long tail point, to the right equals outperform their supporting cast. You can kind of see where Dak is right here. He doesn't have a tail either way, which is important because, um, well, I'll just read the rest of it. Um, short tail either way equals performed fairly, uh, fairly equal to support. Uh, long tail pointed to the left. Um, so the long tail pointed to the left. I'm trying to find a player right here. So I'm Patrick Mahomes. This is what's weird about this. So um, underperformed relative to their support. So he underperformed. Um, and and so you see the, this guy, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar. Um, you see, I think that's Jared Goff. Um, a couple other other bigger names. Um, but Dak is up here. So he's in, he's in the um, kind of no man's land. He was as good as his supporting cast, per se. Then we get the Brock Purdy, who's actually played better than his supporting cast, uh, based on EPA per play, which is interesting because obviously the the um, uh, um, cloud above Brock Purdy is that he has um, you know the best supporting cast. Now, obviously his offensive line knocks him down a little bit, um, but overall, um, a really interesting um, you know kind of new metric that PFF has brought, and they're going to further explain this and stuff like that uh, later on Thursday. So if you're interested in that. Um, check that video out with EJ Snyder right here, uh, football EJ. Um, it was one of those things that it's kind of hard to understand. Um, but it's, it's, it's an interesting stat because a lot of the QB talk in the league is based around, oh, this guy has this many wide receivers. This guy has this offensive line, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's, you know, it, it's a useful stat. And uh, I'll be looking for that to get improved. This is obviously the launch of this. Um, and these are all metrics they, they gathered from the 2023 season. So um, interesting. I'll bring this up, though, um, because I wanted to point out a specific player. Uh, CJ Stroud, number 22. So he was a rookie. He actually got less support than a lot of um, the bigger named uh, uh, quarterbacks 
but he played really, really well, which is, uh, it's one of those things. If they continue to build up around CJ Stroud, they have a really good chance at making the playoffs continually and uh, continuing to get, get, get good play out of their quarterback. So um, one of those things that I thought was extremely interesting, um, getting back to this stuff, hold on, guys. This is a new program I'm running, so um, you got to forgive me for that. Um, anyways, I wanted to talk about free agency and um, how that – Basically, it gives us answers on what they're going to try to target in the draft. And um, the biggest reason, sorry, let me go check out these comments again. Uh, AJ says, love me some stats. Uh, Kai 101, uh, or 101, 001. Uh, what up, EJ? Uh, what up, Kai? Um, where was I at? Um, oh, yeah, marrying the, uh, or getting answers from uh, free agency, which hits before the draft. So, if they go and sign a or re-sign a Tyler Biotis, you can kind of draw the conclusion that they're probably not looking at a center high in the draft. If they go and sign a veteran linebacker, then probably you're not going to look at a linebacker super early in this draft. And um, it's one of those things. I mean, obviously, it's mock draft season. It's fun to get out mock drafts. And I might do a mock draft tonight, depending on um, if anybody even is interested in that. But um it's one of those things you can get answers from um, how they address that. And the Cowboys usually like to cover their bases in free agency. They like to go out there and get guys um, that are not, you know, not the the big name free agents, but guys that can cover their bases. Um, you think about uh, Jonathan Hankins. Obviously, he was in a trade package, but they saw the problem. They saw the need. They went and addressed it with somebody that's not a big, big name guy, but he's a solid guy Excuse me, that you can rely on to fill a necessary role in your team. So, um, yeah, if they sign Tyler Biotis, if they go out there and they um, re-sign a, a Dorrance Armstrong or keep their own, like they like to say, um, you might not be looking at some of these positions as heavily as we had anticipated. Offensive tackle, obviously, if you sign Tyron Smith, you probably are still looking at another offensive tackle in the draft just because we know how important that position is and we know what that means for uh, Dak Prescott and, and staying protected. So um, obviously, you don't draw a lot of conclusions from them re-signing or re-upping Tyron Smith on a one-year deal. But if they go out and they sign Tyler Biotis to a three-year deal, you can kind of uh, lay the uh, the Jackson Powers Johnson talk to rest a little bit. Um, my wife's also on here saying, what up? Um, I'm not going to read her actual comment because, well, I'll just read it. Hey, baby daddy, she says. Um, what's up, babe? Um, anyways, uh We'll we'll just pop in here to my um and let me take how do I do this? Let me see. I do want I'm gonna just hop in here because it actually might be easier to do this like that. Let me see. Oh whoops, not that. Okay, that's this is fine. Um, so I I did want to just pop into it to a mock draft just because it's a little bit easier to talk about prospects and and where pff at least thinks that they're going to go um so at this position we do have a jackson powers johnson we do have an amarius mims braylon trice is enticing um do the cowboys look at a cornerback uh, uh rake straws here we got a jordan morgan who's another tackle that's played a lot of football in college um 28 might be a little bit low for him. Uh, Byron Murphy, do you want to in reinvest in the defensive tackle again? Obviously, he's a little bit different than a Mozzie. Um, but, you know, the, these are kind of the guys that you're you're looking at. This is an exercise of who's going to be there and, and what value um, do these positions have. Obviously, a lot of people in the Cowboys land want us to go with offensive line. Do we go with the center? Do we go with the tackle? Um and right now, there's obviously center, tackle. There's probably only two tackles that I would take here. I'm trying to see. Let me pull up. Um, let me just go to offensive tackle. Can I click both of these? Okay, I can. Tyler Guyton's also there. Troy Fontenew. Um, so, you know, a decent amount of names. Um, Graham Barton's another person that I would look at. Um, and then let me add also on, because these are the big talks of the Cowboys land. Um, 
running back as well. Might as well. Um, so linebacker, the first linebacker they have. Dang, Jonathan Brooks is high on their list. Okay, so they got Edrin Cooper. They got Jeremiah Trotter, Junior Colson, uh, Peyton Wilson. So realistically, if you're going to look at um, what the Cowboys are going to do in that first round, you know they are good at drafting tackles. They are good at drafting offensive linemen in general um, in in the draft, in the first round. We've got the Tyler Smiths. We've got the Tyron Smiths. we got Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, Tyler Smith. So many guys that we have drafted in the past um, with a first-round selection, and they've been hits. So if the Cowboys do go offensive tackle, if they do go um, center in the first round, you can expect it to be a good player. Um, Falcon in the chat as well. What up, yo? Um, JPJ only pick. And uh, Falcon, I don't know if you if you heard me what I was talking about a little bit earlier, but just uh, we're going to get answers through free agency on what the Cowboys want to do in the draft, what what they're going to target. Because if they re-up a Tyler uh, Biotish for, you know, a two, three-year deal, we can probably, you know, write center off of the list because they're probably not going to attack that high in the draft. If they go, excuse me, if they go into the draft and, and everybody and their brother knows that they have to address center, you could possibly be in a trade-up scenario where you are kind of forced to go up and, and get above a Miami. Now, of course, um, where did Miami take? Miami took J.C. Latham. So, you know, in, in this scenario, obviously, Jackson Powers Johnson is there. Um, and we might as well just continue this exercise. And, and let's just say I'll, I'll go with Jackson Powers Johnson here. Um, and we'll flip all the way down to our next pick. Uh, Xavier Worthing going right before us. That's great. Um, so pick 56. We need everybody in their brother says this is the linebacker spot. We need to go with linebacker here. Um, and my, my guy Kai in the chat saying, uh, let me bring up his comment. Um, well, if we've re-signed Tyler B and the guys like DA and Gilly, are we talking a wide receiver at 24? Which is interesting. Let's let's go back up there and see this. Um, 24. So the wide receivers that we had, and let's go. So we got a Keon Coleman right there. I'm not a big Keon Coleman guy, um, but, you know, you could, I guess, talk me into it. Tez Walker didn't have a strong showing at the um, <clears throat> at the senior, or, yeah, senior bowl. Uh, Jermaine Burton, I have not watched. Xavier Leggett didn't have a strong um, senior bowl as well, but I really do like Xavier Leggett. Uh, Don A.D. Mitchell, um, he's a guy that a lot of people like. They like him better than Xavier Worthy. Um, so those those were the names there for you. I'm surprised Troy Franklin didn't last your pick. He must have got... Okay, so okay, the Eagles are going to go with the wide receiver and then Brian Thomas, so a little mini run. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that realistically... Speaking, I do think that the Cowboys might be in a, a situation like the C.D. Lamb draft where they feel like, is it a reach to go and get a guy that we feel like we absolutely 100% need in a, um, a tackle or a center? Like it, it, Let's say that Jackson Powers Johnson does go off the board. Do you feel strongly enough to draft a Graham Barton there with tw at 24? Do you reach for that position? Or do you go with, you know, if somebody, if, if a Brian Thomas makes it there, do you go and say, hey, you know, after this year, we're losing Brandon Cooks. Um, we're, we're not re-upping Gallup. We're probably letting him go. Tolbert hasn't shown us enough. Do we want to get a Brian Thomas a little bit earlier than what we, we anticipated wanting, but he's there and he can make an instant impact on this team? That's a, that's a good question, honestly. And I think that it, it's going to, like I said, with the uh, free agency, it's, it's going to get answered. So, um, man, I would have a hard time um, not going offensive line in the first round just because this is a deep offensive line class. And I think that if the Cowboys feel strongly enough to pick one in the first round, they're going to nail it. So let's go down here to this second round pick. Uh, we still need the running back. We still need the, and let's pull up the uh, positions of need here. Running back. Um, we'll go offensive tackle still there. Um, we did pick our interior guy. I think that the second round is completely in play for cornerback. And then where's linebacker? linebacker so these are the guys that are on the list we've got a jonathan brooks who is coming off of the uh injury uh impressive year but obviously he was stuck behind um 
uh, Bijan, and he was stuck behind uh, Roshan Johnson there at Texas the year prior. Uh, Edrin Cooper. Um, I don't have a lot of tape on Edrin Cooper. The one game that I did watch of him, uh, I wasn't overly impressed. Uh, but it seems like a lot of people that are knowledgeable um, that I trust in in the draft um, realm of things are pretty comfortable with drafting him in the second round. Uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., um, obviously his dad. Uh, we know what his dad did, but um, he seems like a player that knows how to play linebacker. Um, I don't love his, you know, it, it's it's hard for me because I th- I'm... I'm so attached to to the guy right here, Peyton Wilson Jr. Um, I just think he is the epitome of what you want a linebacker to be. Smart. Um, he knows how to read, uh, uh, you know, the offense and what they're doing in front of him. Um, he he's great at tackling. Obviously, he's not a thumper in the middle, uh, but he wraps up. He tackles um, fast. Like he's very fast. Obviously, he has the injury history, but you know he's been clean the last two years. Um, have not watched Carson Junior. Colson was another guy that I thought was good. Um, I he lacked a little bit of you know kind of physicality. Um, in my opinion, I think that he more wrapped up and kind of drug him down instead of actually hitting him. Uh, but overall, I thought he was good. Sideline to sideline player knows how to play linebacker. Uh, decent in coverage, better in zone than man. Uh, I definitely wouldn't stick him on an island uh, in man coverage, but good against the run and um. You know, if if he picks the right gap, you know he can get a lot of tackle for uh, tackles for losses as well. Uh, Pooney, I have not watched. Uh, Jalen Wright, another running back. I I'm kind of steering away from the running back in the um, second round for for me. I just feel like it's a little bit of a reach um, because I don't have any true second round grades. I have mostly like two threes on these guys. So um, if this was the scenario, though, like who do you get? you know, chat, help me out here. Like, do you go with a Jonathan Brooks? And, and we've known in the past, the Cowboys are not afraid to go with an injured player, um, or, you know, an injury past player in the second round. Um, do you go with an Edron Cooper and bet on his upside? He gives you some pass rush versatility as well. Um, Jeremiah Trotter can do a little bit of the same. Um, Colson is one of those guys that I probably wouldn't ask to do any pass rushing stuff, but can be used in some blitz blitz packages. Um, One of those things, uh, Kai says, I'd take Jeremiah Trotter Jr. I mean, just having the NFL bloodline alone is enough for me. Can't remember a son of an NFL player that never uh, became a good player, which is a good point. I I am attached to a lot of those guys that um, do have fathers that played in the NFL they have a certain maturity about themselves. They've kind of been around the um, the environment. So they kind of know about it, know how to be professional, and um, they take it serious. You know, they, they saw how much commitment their father had, so they, they kind of know what it takes. Um, so I don't hate that pick. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised that, that uh, Cooper is above Jeremiah Trotter Jr., but just for the exercise, this isn't the actual – the draft that what I would do kind of a thing. This is just the exercise uh, portion. Now, here, here's the thing that sucks is it's like Peyton Wilson's there for the taking. Do you want to double tip? Because we just took Jeremiah Trotter uh, Jr. And uh, my guy that I really like, and it seems like the whole entire like draft Twitter loves Peyton Wilson. Um, but let me, uh, let me go back up here. We got a trade. I, we're not going to do a trade. This is just for like exercise. Like I said, running backs got to be there. Um, I'll still put tackle up there. Uh, corner, I believe the Cowboys could easily go with a corner. DJ James, I have not watched. Blake Corum is up here. I know that Falcon likes that. Um, we got Bucky Irvin, my guy. I like him a lot. He is my running back one. I will admit I'm a little bit biased. Kyrie Jackson. Um... You know, he's one of those corners that uh, transferred from Alabama to Oregon. Um, was a little bit up and down for the the Ducks, but um, he had a, a a few string of games that he was locked down, like very very good. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed to going with that. Audric Estime, he's kind of been a little bit of my pet cat. He reminds me of Demarco Murray, um, just really 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 good at being patient. Um, he keeps his hand up a little bit like a DeMarco Murray did, ready to stiff arm people, protects the ball, um, physical guy, plays behind his pads. Um, he's enticing. 
Uh, obviously, I, I have Blake Horm. I have Bucky Irving above him. Um, but he is enticing. Um, going Will, Will Shipley's, eh. I like Powers, but keeping Biotish will allow for wide receiver in the first, says AJ. Um, yeah, I think that um, it's so hard because this wide receiver class is really good. I, mean, I think it like literally stretches probably fourth, fifth round. You can find some good guys. Um, so I'm not completely like I think that those guys that are in the realm of like late first for me, like the Keon Coleman's, the the Troy Franklin's, the um, who else is in that that realm? Let's scroll up real quick. Um, Brian John or Brian Thomas, sorry, uh, Lad McConkey, like those guys, I'm not in love with. Um, but yeah, I I see what you're saying for sure. Um, continuing with the, with the exercise though, I'm no talent avail, evalu, evaluator expert or anything, but for some reason I feel like Peyton Wilson Jr. would be a killer safety versus an outside linebacker. He could be another Kyle Hamilton in my eyes, same body build as well. Um, I think that like P Wilson, whenever I watched him, and I'll pull up my notes real quick on Wilson just so you can kind of get an idea of of what I think. So my strengths were uh, constantly around the ball, ready to make plays and or help bring down ball carriers with the teammates. Excellent understanding of zone paired with the awareness of when to stick and when to go with the court or go get the quarterback. Uh, nice open field tackling ability and sideline to sideline side range as a true Mike linebacker. Excellent at reading and reacting off the quarterback. Uh, quarterback's eyes allowing him to make plays on the ball and or land a solid hit as a pass catcher or on the pass catcher. High play IQ and understanding of offensive concepts allowing him to naturally flow to the right position. Um, hustle and motor questions will never come up with this kid. He wants it and it shows every single down. Has some versatility and absolutely can be in, be used in blitz packages. Uh, made Feldman's freak li freaks list has potential to test out at a 35 plus inch vertical 4440 yard dash. Um, he has a high school wrestling back uh, background. Uh, plays with natural instincts and positions to take appropriate angles on tacklers. Um, I think that um, when I was looking at him, these were just a few of the little weaknesses I saw. Uh, could serve to gain a little bit of weight to the next level. He does have short arms, which is tough. Uh, makes it tough to shed blocks. Um, medical concerns, obviously, with his shoulders. And he's going to be 24 at the start of the season. So um, all of those things were um, minor weaknesses, but the strengths far outweigh uh, the negatives on him. So um, as far as moving him to safety... It would be asking him to do something he probably has never done, um, which it's interesting because, you know, I the Cowboys are one of those things. With the Cowboys, it's like, we need linebacker. We need linebacker now. And I see the vision. Like, if you, if you were just a scout for another team and you needed safety help and you saw what Baltimore did with Kyle Hamilton, um, which obviously he was playing safety at Notre Dame. So um, a different kind of scenario here, but... You know, I, I do kind of agree with the body types. Um, really good understanding of zone coverage at the linebacker role. I don't know if that translates as much in the safety role, but um, if he's being more of a strong safety, he's going to be playing down more at the line of scrimmage anyways. Um, I wouldn't hate it, and it might actually protect him a little bit from the injuries as well. So, um, you know, good call on that, I think, Kai. But if you're if you're talking about Cowboys, um, I keep him at linebacker. I just I see him as a... Um, cerebral, smart, knowledgeable linebacker. Um, and I don't know that Damone Clark is really that now. Um, so, you know, shift shift Damone Clark over to that Will linebacker spot. Allow my guy um, Wilson to get in there and, and uh, uh, do what he does at the Mike linebacker position. Um, just for the exercise, though, let's just go Blake Corum here. And we'll roll down the rest of this draft. Christian Mahogany was there. Um, oh, did I really go four rounds? Okay. Um, anyways, these are the guys that I haven't really watched much of. I've watched Will Shipley, Taj Washington, a little bit, not, not much Malik Washington. Here's a wide receiver. I'd take, um, this dude reminds me so, so much of Zay flowers in last year's draft. Um, small guy. Let's, let's see the show more tab right here. 
first look. So 5'8", 194, smaller guy, but he's really not small. Like height-wise, he's small, but weight, amazing weight, has great balance, can shed tackles for such a little dude. Like he's powerful back there. Um, you know, absolutely fearless in the middle of the field. Um, so, so good. He had like a hundred and some, yeah, 111 receptions in 2023. He was really their only weapon there at Virginia. Absolute dog, man. And I mean, obviously you Cowboys don't want to get another or uh, get a slot receiver just because you're talking about Brandon Cooks, smaller guy. You're talking about um cd lamb who works so well out of the slot but malik washington in the fourth round is extremely enticing to me i just think that he is he's special man he he really is and i think that he can run any route that you want him to deep intermediate shallow um can be utilized in the return game um really enticing for me um another guy braylon allen obviously we took our running back in round three so in this scenario we probably wouldn't take braylon allen but another guy who's he he's big i think he came in he's like six three six two so six two two forty five really big this is the thing that i really like about him super super young super super raw and um it's one of those things man you can coach this kid up and you can probably have a player instantly as long as you figure out your offensive line we already took the center round one that allows our running game to be better um, from the start because you're getting a very powerful center i think that he already uh jackson powers johnson already has um you know more weight on him a better anchor than a lot of the starting centers in the league today right now so uh very interesting muhammad uh kamara this guy is a straight dog relentless motor um He's one. He he has a nasty streak, and you, if you watch that Colorado game, um, uh, early on, I think it was like week three or four, um, in the season, in the college season or whatever, you, this guy popped off the screen. I think he he actually uh, actually uh, got kicked out of the game, um, or disqualified or something like that towards the end. But he is a dog, and uh, fourth round, you know, he he plays the uh, the run well. Um, you know, he's got some good technique as a pass rusher. That's, that's good value for him. Um, AJ says CMC's brother in a later round worth it, in my opinion, for the bloodline. Um, which I believe his brother is a wide receiver, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't even watched him. That's, that's bad for me. Um, let's see. He might've already even went. Where is he? Oh, Luke McCaffrey right here. Yeah, I haven't watched him. Um, I probably should just because he's one of those players that does have a bloodline, like you said. Um, interesting, interesting uh, um, topic to bring up. But just for the exercise, again, and seeing what we can get, um, I, I think I am going to go with um, our guy right here, Malik Washington. And we will submit that. And I'm going to be graded horribly on this. I already know. But um, no, not not too bad, actually. Um, so, yeah. So we went center, linebacker, running back, wide receiver. Those those first three are what every Cowboys fan. And let me bring myself back up on the screen. Sorry. Um, that's what every Cowboys fan is talking about is those three positions. And uh, it, it brings me back like. Let's say the Cowboys did want to re-up Tony Pollard. Are you tied to drafting a running back in the third round then? Uh, you probably do wait a little bit. Obviously, you know, they probably wouldn't sign him to a, excuse me, like five-year contract. But, you know, two years on a team-friendly deal would be interesting. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, obviously, we're going to have a lot, a lot uh, of um, more clarity about a center in the first round or center in the second round if we do re-up on a Tyler Biotish. Jeremiah Trotter Jr., I personally, this is my understanding of the situation. I think the Cowboys are going to address linebacker, um, especially like if we get a Rivera in here as DC, he is a linebacker's coach. He used to play linebacker. Um, supposedly, he's a, a guru when it comes to linebackers and finding those guys. So 
let's say we do get a Rivera as the next DC. I think he's going, he's not waiting for the draft. He's not going to put all of his chips in on a rookie linebacker. He's going to go get him somebody that he knows can play the position now and can make a difference in the middle linebacker role. That's somebody that can get the, that, that can wear the green dot. They can get the, the uh, guys lined up and, and uh, call out what the offense is doing. Um, you know, he's coached some, some really good linebackers in the past. Uh, just, Thinking about Luke Keekley. Um, <clears throat> who's the other uh, linebacker that, that was a Panthers linebacker that was that was really good? Uh, was it Davis? I'm not I'm not sure, but um, uh, you know he he's coached some really good linebackers. So um, we're gonna get more clarity on that stuff. Um, which let's do a, a new mock draft, a kind of like a, a what I would do mock draft, I guess. Um, I'm gonna press start. We're going to go down, and we're going to figure this stuff out. And Jackson Powers Johnson went to the Eagles. Let me pull this back up for everybody. Oh, I just – there we go. All right, there you go. Um, <clears throat> now, in this scenario, this is a what-I-would-do mock draft. Um, if I was the Cowboys, and I'm not, not talking about any trading back, anything like that. Uh, Thomas Davis, Dan Morgan, yeah, that, great call right there. Um, yeah, Thomas Davis was uh, in his own right a really, really good linebacker as well. Um, so here we go. We got Brian Thomas Jr. We got Amarius Mims, Braylon Trice, um, more of like a speed rusher, I believe. Um, Troy Franklin, um, which is you know enticing. Uh, I I really don't know about wide receivers super early. Troy Fontenu. We got Tyler Guyton. Um, I think Tyler Guyton realistically is going to rise up uh, uh, the boards the more and more we get to the draft. Uh, Keon Coleman, I know so many people are super high on him. A.D. Mitchell. And how big is A.D. Mitchell? 6'4", 196. Um, T.J. Tampa, interesting corner right there. Tez Walker, super polarizing. So many people love Tez Walker. So many people dislike him. Um, Tez Walker, in my opinion, it, he can, he's like, he's a, he's a deep threat, but he's not really like super crazy speed, deep threat. Um, and, and he doesn't gear down super well to sell the deep route and come back on those short curls and stuff like that. That's why I don't love him. Um, but I know I, you know, that doesn't always matter. You know, if, if you can out physical guys down the field and uh, you got good hands, sometimes it doesn't matter. Uh, Graham Barton, a guy that has uh, position flex, you talk about uh, tackle, talk about guard, talk about even center. He played his rookie, uh, his freshman year, should I say, um, at Duke. Xavier Leggett didn't have a, uh, the greatest senior bowl week, man. Um, Super disappointed in, in what he showed at the Senior Bowl because he was a guy I was super high on. Um, but anyways, this is the what I would do mock draft. So I'm going to go with Amarius Mims. I think you do go go ahead and get that tackle for the future. Um, you're not tied to uh, uh, Tyron Smith, and you probably do re-up Tyron Smith uh, just for the one year. But you get a guy that can play um, in a pinch for you because you probably know, hey, Tyron Smith might go down at some point. Um, but a guy that you, you can allow to learn. Um, Chop Robinson's here. Uh, edge edge is a sneaky need for the Cowboys. You talk about losing Fowler probably in free agency. He was a Dan Quinn guy. Dan Quinn no longer here, so he's probably outside of the building. Um, Dorrance Armstrong, how tight are you to him? He's kind of been a little bit of a progress stopper for Sam Williams. But if you remember, Sam Williams is a DQ guy. Um, so... The front office isn't all that uh, tied to any of these DNs that we have right now, other than Micah Parsons, other than uh, Demarcus Lawrence. And, you know, D-Law's getting up there in age. So Chop Robinson is an enticing name um, out of Penn State. Uh, Michael would probably be happy about that one. Um, Jonathan Brooks here again. Kingsley uh, Suamatai. I don't even know if I said that right. Um, Ricky Pearsall, been gaining a little bit of traction. Um, have not watched him yet. Xavier Worthy, another guy I really, really like. Don't love him with the pairing of C.D. Lamb just because he's going to be probably mostly slot at the next level. 
Um, but you know, if you told me you got him, I would be like, Hey, cool. Another playmaker for the team. Uh, Edrin Cooper, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Tavondre Sweat is an interesting name because, um, you know, he's, he's big. He, he is, he's one of those guys. First look. So six, four, three sixty two already a senior. You talk about a bigger guy, but he doesn't come off the field a lot. He is incredibly, um, uh, conditioned from what I understand. Um, he's just a powerful guy and obviously you probably don't uh love reinvesting in the defensive tackle position again uh right after going you know after mozzie but i'm telling you if this kid made it to the second round i where you are picking i would go up there and grab him because i i really liked his film i thought that he was one of those power guys he he has a relentless motor as well i think that he's 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 exactly what you want in that big D tech or, or uh, uh, defensive tackle in the middle, um, good against the run as well, and um, you know that's hard not to grab. Uh, Kalen Bullock, I believe he's a really big safety that that's been, um, oh yeah, so six three one ninety though. Um, I've heard some talks about him possibly playing linebacker. Um, not super sure about that. Junior Colson, we talked about a little bit. I need to check this kid out because PFF seems to ha have him uh, pretty high, and he's you know he's at KU, which if you know anything about me, I'm a huge KU basketball fan, so um, I should really check him out. Um, Booker haven't even checked out. Um, who else is down here? Brendan Rice. Uh, if you know who this kid is, um, Jerry Rice's son, I believe. Um, Six three, two ten. I got I got to check this kid out as well. Uh, McMillan, obviously, he was a uh, you know a big part of um, Washington. Uh, hurt a little bit this year, but uh, came back, played in that uh, national championship game, played well. Trey Benson, um, in my opinion, I think Trey Benson is is really really good at running routes out of the backfield for a running back. Um, went to Oregon, transferred to uh, Florida State. Um, impressive year, and I believe that in the PFF um, uh, grading scale, he has the the second most uh, forced missed tackles um, behind only Bijan Robinson. So, um, interesting name right there. I wouldn't draft a running back this high, and I'm I'm just gonna go back up here and get this kid. Um, what is what is the problem been about the Cowboys? What what is the biggest problem with with a lot of um, what we were talking about with Dan Quinn and and him leaving? Is the running it, it it's been our Achilles heel for so so long? And you can tell me you know the the Green Bay game uh, they ran all over us, but they passed all over us too. It's it's one of those things, man. We've got to figure out both what we need to do against specific teams that are in that Shanahan tree, but it starts with shutting down the run and forcing them into that one-dimensional look. Um, so, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting the big dude uh, sweat in the middle. Uh, I don't really care about Mozzie Smith's feelings. Um, if he can get better, good. You know, I hope he does. But I need one of those freaking run stuffers in the middle, one of those guys that are great at their job at the college level, have that motor, have that want, have that get off as well. He has a much better get off than than Mozzie did. Um, Got to bring in my guy uh, Kai also right here. Cowboys shouldn't feel bad about double dipping. Look at what the Commanders did a few years ago. Took Jonathan Allen and Payne back to back years in the first round. Might I add? Yeah, that's a good gets a good point. And the Commanders, uh, the Commanders are known for double dipping. I mean. They they double dipped in and they went and grabbed RG three and then they went a, went ahead and grabbed Kirk Cousins as well. So um, they're a team that's known known to do that. And so uh, you can kind of learn from that because some of their best players that they've ever had walk through um, in the two thousands era happened to be because they did double dip. Um, so that's a good point, Kai. Um, Christian Mahogany, uh, he's here in the third round. Um, interesting. Uh, prospect haven't watched a lot of him um but i've heard really good things from from people that i trust um t -t 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 -t. renardo green i don't remember him being this high so this must be the 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 newest um you know they they must have updated this uh pretty pretty recently um spencer rattler is up here now after his good senior bowl 
um, showing, it looks like. Uh, Cooper Beebe. And what did we do first round? We went with uh, Amarius Mims. Cooper Beebe, um, maybe you kick him in center. You know, honestly, maybe you do. Um, 6'4", 335. Wouldn't hate it. Um, he would be, you know, a strong guard there at um, K-State. Um, I believe three-year starter, too. Um, yeah, so snaps right there. Yeah, so three-year starter. Uh, seen a lot of football. Um, haven't watched him a lot, but I have. I, I live in Kansas, so I have a lot of people um, that are K-State football fans around me, and they can't rave enough about this kid, uh, his knowledge about the game, his want to get better, his continued, um, you know, grind. And um, <clears throat> on social media as well, people that I follow that I trust in the draft process and, and scouting people, uh, they like Cooper BB a lot. So um, I would be interested in possibly picking up him. Trey Benson, you know, this is this is my thing. It's Trey Benson, Blake Corum, uh, Bucky Irving, and let me just pull up all these running backs real quick. Um, Audric Estime, all four of these guys, I have relatively the same grades. So if I see that and I'm scouting, and this is a what I would do mock draft, I would wait. I would wait and, and possibly go up and trade back up to get one of these guys or just completely wait on it. Um, I'm not sold in, you know, drafting one of these guys just because I feel like I have to. Um, so I'm waiting on that. Um, Peyton Wilson's here. Uh, this is the what I would do kind of a deal. Um, and, I, and you know, Peyton Wilson's too good of a linebacker to be here in the third round. Um, I would pick him up instantly and feel really good about him regardless of the injury history. Uh, fourth round, and I don't know how I got stuck on doing a four round. I meant to just do a three round, um, but we'll continue to do it. Um, I had some good stuff to say about Mo Kamara um, earlier. Let me see. Stover, Bo Limmer. I've heard some about Bo Limmer. Um, I mean, obviously, did we pick? I can't even remember who I picked. Peyton Wilson. Oh, sweat. That's right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, if you told me you wanted to get Bo Limmer, that'd be fine. I haven't scouted him, and truthfully, I only meant to do a three-round mock draft. Um, so I'll just grab him just to stop this. Um. But this feels needs, and this is realistic to what you think. You know, with I mean, B plus right there. Obviously, the grades isn't everything at the end of the day, but um, Marius Mims, you know, being all the edge rushers in the SEC, um, a guy that you feel really good about playing regardless of right tackle, left tackle, um, and tr quite frankly, who knows what's going to happen with Terrence Steele. Um, I think that you have an out after this year on Terrence Steele as well, so... Um, who knows? But, um, you know, I think that this is necessary. First round, I think it's almost written in stone, offensive line, unless something falls to you that's just too good to pass up kind of a thing. Um, sweat, man, like, fixing the run game is so important for this defense. I, I'm just going to continue to beat the table for that because we've seen it be the Achilles heel year after year after year. Um, so yeah, sweat right there. Peyton Wilson also helps with the run game. Limmer right there. Um, Arkansas, uh, Arkansas guy. So maybe Jerry likes him as well. Um, but yeah, that, that just brings me to, and I'll pull myself back up a little bit more. Just brings me back up to thinking about what this team can do in general in the draft. Marry that with free agency. I don't want to see another year of them thinking, oh, our team is really, really good. We're ready. We can, we can kind of you know, be cute in the draft. I don't want to be cute this year. I want to pick players that are ready to start from day one and come in here with the first three picks. And um, I think that most of those players happen to be on the defensive side. You don't know how good uh, uh, Trayvon Diggs is going to be back from the ACL. You're you're relying on a, a rookie in the linebacker room and DeMarvion Overshone that you really don't know what he is about or what he is capable of. And then you add on top, he tore his ACL. 
Um, you know, I, I think you're putting a little bit too many of your eggs in the basket, hoping and praying that those guys are completely back to what they were and or what you thought they were on on a film as, as far as Overshone goes. Um, so, you know, I think that double dipping even at linebacker would be completely okay with me. Um, like Kai brought up, double dipping and going back-to-back uh, defensive tackle and, and last year with Mozzie Smith and then coming back with the Trevondre Sweat um, would be completely okay with me as well. I think that it starts with, and that brings up those metrics earlier, like the offense is fine. Uh, obviously, you need to figure out your replacement for a Tyler Biotish, for a Tyron Smith, for the future. But overall, I feel really good about the offense next year. And, it, and let's say you do lose Brandon Cooks the year after, then let that be the offense draft. Um, this draft needs to be heavily, heavily um, linebackers, defensive tackles, throw in a corner for me. I think that you need to get another corner in here that you feel good about. Um, this scouting staff has done a good job scouting later round corners. Uh, Diggs was in the second round. Bland was in the fifth round, I believe. Um, you got uh, Jordan Lewis in the third round. Um, so they've been a little bit hit or miss. Obviously, I think more of the Dan Quinn guys, truthfully, for the cornerbacks, the Sean Wrights, the Kelvin Josephs, the... Um, who else is in there for me? Um, I'm forgetting one of them. Eric Scott Jr. Those guys haven't really panned out, but the guys that um, seem like more of the scouty picks have been pretty good for us. So, um, like I said, first-round offensive line, Cowboys hit on those guys. I have full confidence that they'll get one of those guys um, in here again this year, or so I'm hoping, crossing my fingers. Um, second round, you can tell me linebacker. You could tell me defensive tackle. You could tell me wide receiver if there's one good enough there. I'd be okay with it. Um, but overall, man, it starts on the defensive side of things. I think that, um, you know, we're going to get more answers with the defensive coordinator, um, wh whoever it might be, whenever that, that news is dropped, whether it's a Mike Zimmer, whether it's a Ron Rivera, Al Harris, Wink Martindale, uh, you know, Martindale, um, who knows? But I think we'll have a lot more answers whenever that comes, um, you know, to fruition. Um, but, man, it's exciting because when you talk about the Cowboys, it's one of those things, you know, we always get our hopes up playoff time. And um, my dad and I were talking about um, we didn't boys until the playoffs kind of a thing, um, putting out a shirt or something like that. Um, but uh, realistically, it's fun doing the, the drafts and the mock drafts and figuring out how to help this, this team succeed. Um, because as, as people that care, as fans that care, we want to see the front office kind of listen to us a little bit and kind of go for it. And Jerry said, hey, we're going all in this year. Now, is that Jerry or is that old Jerry that was actually about the business? We'll, you know, we'll wait and see. But um, this stuff is all fun. And it, it gets you excited again. And it gets you your your memories of the playoff losses and stuff out of your system. And it, and, and it gets you back into um, Cowboys football is fun mentality. So... Um, I like doing mock drafts. I don't do them all the time because I realistically, I feel like I don't know enough players yet to do these. Um, but overall, it's it fun. Um, the solo show is so uncommon for me because I just don't do it enough. So I feel like I'm just rambling about random stuff. Um, but guys, if, if you're on the YouTube side, uh, please do leave a like. Uh, please do leave comments on here as well. Uh, set your notifications so you make sure you get in here at the top of the shows. And um, thank you, everybody from the Grid Network, for um, <clears throat> continuing to, to support me and uh, get me on certain stuff and helping me out as well. Uh, big shout-out to those guys. And, um, yeah, thanks for everybody that tunes in um, in general. Uh, next week we'll have a, another guest, so it'll be a little bit easier for me to formulate thoughts and stuff without feeling like I'm um, just rambling. But, um, anyways. Uh, thanks. Uh, well, Kevin Edwards, we got to pop up him cause I've, I've never seen Kevin in the chat. So I got to give him some love powers is an upgrade at center and help for run blocking. Absolutely agree, Kevin. Um, and, and in this mock draft, sorry, let me pull this back up. Um, in this mock draft that I just did, powers Johnson actually went to the Eagles. So probably worst case scenario, since they're going to lose Kelsey, uh, they, they just fill in another, 
guy that's probably going to be very, very good at the next level just because of his raw power, his anchor at that position. Um, it's next level. It's it's NFL ready um, right now. So, um, yeah, hopefully that's not the scenario that we find ourselves in. We know that the Eagles love to draft defensive line, defensive tackles, offensive line. Um, so we'll we'll see. Um, but I think that they think that they have their guy in house right now to uh, cover their bases on the the Kelsey departure. Uh, but big shout out to Kevin for coming in here and uh, dropping a comment. Please do leave a like. And as always, guys, I will catch you guys next week um, on Tuesday with a new special guest, um, somebody that likes to talk Cowboys football, and uh, we'll we'll chat it up. So uh, peace out, guys. Thanks.